Hey guys, Frank here. Our uh, star-studded uh, sixth anniversary show live from the cutting room clocked in at two hours, which is a little bit long for one of our standard episodes. So we're going to do something different. We're going to release this one in two parts. So here is part one of the live show featuring the uh, charming and delightful Mary Lou Henner and Richard Kind, uh, plus some surprise anniversary wishes at the top of the show from uh, some amazing colossal guests whose voices you may recognize. So uh, enjoy. Uh, this is part one, and we will post part two next week. Hello, hello. I sound really loud on this. We did it. <laughs> oh, my God. I am going to relax. I am going to sit down. I'm going to relax after this. Thank you all. First of all, thank you all, the podcast fans, for coming. You guys, can you raise your hand if you're here with the podcast, with the Listener Society? Thank you all so much. And thank you, everyone else, for coming. Um, you might notice there's a 300 balloon up there, 300 balloons. This is our 300th episode, came out this week. You might notice there's a 50 balloon over there. That's because my 50th was on Monday. Gilbert, I can't see you, but I love you, and you may notice there is no 65. And the reason there is no 65, even though Gilbert's birthday is on Friday and we are celebrating his birthday, is because I said, Gilbert, where would you like me to put the 65? And he said, put it up your ass. <laughs> so, no, it's Gilbert's birthday, too. Okay, anyway, I worked really hard the last couple weeks putting this surprise together. Nobody knows about this. Gilbert doesn't know about this. Frank doesn't know about this. This is a surprise for Gilbert and Frank. Please put your, pay attention to the screens and enjoy the next couple minutes. Hey, Gil and Frank, Howie Mandel here, just wishing you congratulations on your 300th episodes, unbelievable. The, my biggest um, takeaway or my biggest memory from all the episodes you've done is really the, is really the, uh, the, the... Gilbert, Frank, hey, hey. Um, it's Gilbert Gottfried's three, they're, they're celebrating the 300th episode. I, I, yeah. I want to congratulate you. Nothing says love and like some of them. We're all here in the kitchen. This is my fam. Um, to you and also to Dara. Happy birthday to both of you. And Frank, Frank Santo Padre. You know, the, between you and Gilbert, it's, it's, it's a magical and wonderful thing. And thank you so much for sharing your show with everybody. And congratulations on your 300th episode. Amazing. This is Al Pacino, and I just wanted to add my congratulations for Gilbert and Frank as they turn 300 years old. No, as they celebrate. Celebrate. As they celebrate. Celebrate. Celebrate their 300th episode. episode. The Amazing Causes. Of The Bad Amazing Bad. Causes. Okay, then also. Also, happy birthday, Gilbert okay. and Dara. And have a great night. Today I saw the dummy in the window. I can't do an inside joke. Um, congratulations, Gilbert, on your 300th episode. That's 
that's 299 more than anybody expected. And happy birthday, 65 years old. Uh, you're the son I always wanted. And Dara, happy 50th birthday. I love you guys very much. I mean, physically. And Gilbert, I want you to climb me next time I see you. And uh, congrats, 300 episodes. I, I expect another, you know, 900 more. And I want to be on four of them. But you can cut me out. I love you, congrats. Hey Gilbert, hi Frank. Uh, this is Billy West. In honor of your 300th podcast, can't believe it, um, I'm going to pump myself 300 times with this. Um, oh, yeah, hi. I'm Pumpy the Penis Pump, and I'm going to pump. Well, you're going to pump. I am? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep pumping. Make sure it's on full suction strength, though. And you won't get a priapism, I promise. Oh, wow, okay. Hi, this is uh, Penn Gillette of Penn & Teller, currently playing at the Penn & Teller Theater at the Rio All Suite Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Tickets available um, Saturday through Wednesday, every night, all the time. Come on by. It's a great magic show. And I want to congratulate my, uh, my uh, very, very good friend, um, Gilbert, uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, and uh, Frank uh, San uh, Frank yeah, Frank, uh, congratulations on your very successful three uh, hundredth uh, podcast. It's a podcast. Just a podcast. Okay, fine. Podcast of the great big colossal uh, show. Very very successful, I guess, for a podcast. And uh, uh, San Padra and uh, Godfrey. Uh, good friends of mine, very good friends. And, uh, Jesus, he's turning, it's also his birthday, 65. Jesus, but, so this is an old guy with a podcast? Anyway, uh, good. Um, congratulations and uh, wonderful and good friends, and I can't wait to see you again. A Penn Gillette, Penn and Talent, Rio, All Sweet or Talent Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Tickets available uh, Saturday through Wednesday, 9 o'clock. Hey, how you doing? Um, I was recently asked to make a short video to congratulate my old friend Gilbert Gottfried on his 300th podcast. That's a hard pass. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm just way too busy. I'm a, I'm a busy guy. Um, I mean, do people think that I spend all day long congratulating other people on their podcasts? Like, no, I, I don't do that. That's not what I do. I mean, what, what kind of request is that? What are, what are people thinking? Do they think I'm on Cameo or something? I'm, and I'm, I'm not on Cameo. I, I don't have a side hustle. I don't do that. Um, I'll, I'll tell you. Okay, here's a, here's a good compromise. I will, uh, I will acknowledge the fact that Gilbert has had 300 podcast episodes, but I'm not going to say how I feel about that one way or the other because I'm, I'm just too busy to do that. So just... So, 300, 300 podcasts. Gilbert and Frank and Dara, uh, uh, congratulations and love to all of you. And in the, in the spirit of your, of your wonderful podcast, I realize that I have to do things backwards. You know, if you ask Gilbert not to mention something, he leads his show with it. So... I thought, well, the only thing I can do that is really going to work as well as that, 
I thought, don't look your best when you do this. Just, just climb out of bed, look like you've been recently electrocuted, and tell them that you love them. So I just did. Hey there, Gilbert and Frank. You know, I wish, I really wish I could be there tonight. I lowered my rate, but the guys wouldn't wouldn't pay my fee, so I'm just not going to be able to make it. Oh, well, what are you going to do? But I'm sure it's going to be a great time, and I really do think it's tremendous what you've done. 300 podcasts. Who knew? It's beyond belief. It's extraordinary. It's like some sort of a home run record if you guys were athletes, but <laughs> that's not happening. And let me wish a, a happy birthday to uh, Dara who for some reason has married you, Gilbert. I don't know what drugs you gave her, but it's spectacular. Happy 35th birthday, Dara. And Gilbert, happy 103rd to you. My best to everybody there. Enjoy, have a great night. 300, what an accomplishment. I mean, that is a lot of words, but then Gilbert Gottfried is filled with a lot of words and unbelievable humor. I am sorry that I'm not there to hug you in person. Congratulations, 300 more please, and give my best to your family. Bye. La, 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 la. Happy birthday, Gilbert Gottfried. And tra, la, 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 la. Happy birthday, Dara Gottfried. Gilbert, ay, 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 65 years old, an alta caca. But you stole the cradle with that lovely Dara. I gotta tell you, I want to congratulate you and Frank on your 300th podcast. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I don't know what the hell you're doing, but you're a hit. You're a big hit. I love doing your show. I got so many calls from friends saying, Neil Sedaka, you're funny. You're funny. You should stop singing and writing. You should go on. Curb your enthusiasm, like the uh, the other kvetch, the yenta kvetch on Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry I can't be with you. Congratulations to both of you and many, many more years of success. Bye. First of all, Al Pacino? Dara! Do you have a reaction to that? 
Uh, I, I wanted De Niro, so I think she <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we can book, maybe we can book Al Pacino now. Bever, what Beverly said brought tears if, to my eyes. If, if he gets old enough that he doesn't know what show he's doing. <laughs> Dara kept that a surprise from us. I don't, know, I don't know how she did it. I didn't think some of those people were still speaking to us. Yeah, and, and, and that just shows the only people alive from the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you guys enjoy the 300th show with Gilbert as the special guest? Gilbert said we've officially run out of guests. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I, uh, I have to I catch my breath from that video. I'm absolutely stunned, Dara. Well, we'll, we'll talk. Who uh, of the hardcore fans here, where's the rabbi, by the way? Where is he? Stand up. David, there you are. David Komarovsky flew in from Texas for this show. And when he goes back to Texas, I'll hang him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the hardcore fans here, and I know you guys, who, who caught on to what, what the music mix was about, where everybody was seated? Anybody? What was it? Yeah, but more than that, every one of those songs Gilbert covered. Covered? Yeah. <laughs> on the podcast. I covered with soil. Footloose and Stephen Bishop's It Might Be You and Tommy James Money Money. Ready to take a chance again. Ready to take a chance again. Charlie, Charlie Fox. 300 shows. What do you think? I'm exhausted personally. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, well, I just wanted to announce I'm retiring now. It's, uh... Fake news. Um, we're going to run down the, uh, the format. I did want to say, though, 300 shows, and people have heard this on the podcast, this is a show that Gilbert did not at all believe in at the, uh, be no. at, at the beginning. No, we had one guest. Should we say who the guest was? You can say. He's left us. Okay. Uh, we had on uh, Professor Irwin Corey. Yeah. He was our first, our maiden voyage. And we went to his house, and uh, he was always funny, confused funny. And now the funny part was gone. Uh, but there was a lot of confusion. And we, we left there, and I went to what I call a pizza store. And was we were far from here. It was a few blocks from here. Yes. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and I, I said to Frank, I said, well, all right, we tried. That, that's it. That's it with the podcast. And... and and something happened somehow. Oh, Dick Cavett. Dick, Dick Cavett. Yeah, Dara, Dara called me up after the Irwin Corey episode. We had no idea what we were doing. We were at Irwin's house. He was under a blanket. He was 106, <laughs> the poor thing. We, we didn't know what we were doing either. We were terrible at it. And uh, I said to Dara, we need an automatic guest. We need somebody that's going to come in here and basically do a lot of the work. Yeah, with Dick Cavett was one of those that we called self-interviewing guests. He showed up at Gilbert's house six years ago. Yeah. This month. Unbelievable. And plug and play, and we had a podcast, and somehow we've done this for six years and 300 shows. Actually, if you count the, the mini episodes, it's over 500, which is staggering. Scary. Yeah, it's 
scary. Yeah. So I just want to run down the format. Uh, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to have uh, some of our favorite podcast guests have generously agreed to be here. Okay. And to join us. I think you know who they are. We have some other ones in the audience. And at some point, we will go out and meet them and talk to them. Uh, some of our guests are going to sing. Gilbert is going to sing by popular demand. Thank you. So pregnant women and people with nervous disorders. Um, and I want to introduce the band. Uh, these guys are godsends and came together on short notice. This is the amazing Colossal Orchestra, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our piano player for the night, Seth Saltzman, who you've heard on, on several episodes. The great Joe McGinty of Joe's Pub and Loser's Lounge and a million other things. And Julian Maley. What do you think of that? The amazing colossal Unbelievable. Or I thought of Gilbert G. and his musical three. Yes. What do you think? <laughs> So um, we may not get to it at the end, too, so I want to thank some people because uh, it takes a lot of people to put this show together. Boy, I am blinded by these lights. I can't see much of anything. Um, 300 shows, 500 shows, again, if you want to count the many episodes. A lot of people jumped on board this train uh, after we started, and we have to thank them because uh, I don't think we're going to get to them at the end, and I'll do it quickly if you'll indulge me because uh, many of them are here. Uh, Greg Pear is up. Greg Pear does our Twitter, and he's fantastic. He's been with us from the very beginning. Um, he's indispensable. Mike McPadden, who runs our Facebook page. John Seals, who's our webmaster. David Simon in the house. David takes our pictures, does video. He's a wonderful photographer. Frankie Verderosa is up there somewhere who engineered engineered over, over 100, maybe 200 shows. He lost three of our shows. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> It's not true. It's not true. Uh, John Tesler, a graphic artist and designer who designed these wonderful pins that you guys have seen, bought on, uh, got on Patreon, uh, the chicken pins. John Fodiatis is here who did music, composed music for the show, for the, for the colossal themes and many other shows, uh, episodes. And John Murray, where are you, John? You here too? Uh, musicians. John Beach, who did those wonderful interstitials on the show. Chris DeRose, who helped with research. Is Paul Rayburn in the house? Raybone! Paul's great. Has been along a, a for the ride. We want to thank everybody at Sirius, especially Jack Vaughn, and we want to thank the people at Starburns, Brian Baldinger, uh, all the people who've helped book the show, including some of the people that you're going to meet tonight. Kathy Schaefer, who's here, who's been a godsend, uh, who's helped us book the show. Uh, the great Gino Salamone. Uh, you remember him? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not familiar with Gino him. Gino could not be yeah. here. He was snowed in in Milwaukee. But we love him and we're sending our love. And I have to and thank... And it turned out not to be. What happened? And he canceled his flight. Oh, no. And then there was no snow. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Because he didn't want you to steal his stories. Yeah. <laughs> I have to thank my lovely wife who's here, Genevieve who does so much for the show behind the scenes. Uh, and my, uh, and of course, Dara Gottfried, who yeah, put I this together. And who put this, this wonderful. Uh, and we want to thank all of you guys for coming out. 
All the people who flew in, all the people, I don't know if it's raining. I, out. I just want to say, even though my wife is here, if any of you want to fuck me, <laughs> just when I come off stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even after Al Pacino? Yeah. <laughs> she got you Al Pacino. Unbelievable. Why do I feel like Beverly shamed him into doing that or threatened him? Yeah. Into, into, he does, we can call him now. We can call him and invite I him know. on the show. I'm going to call Steve, uh, Lee Strasberg. <laughs> <laughs> we will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Anyway, thanks for coming out. Thanks to our celebrities in the house. We're going to have some fun. We're going to bring up our first beloved podcast guest, Richard. Uh, Gilbert has an intro here. Oh. You want to put your glasses on? Sometimes during, to show the difference in preparation, <laughs> sometimes in the middle of an introduction, Frank will slip in the name of the guest. <laughs> That's happened a couple of times. With Greg Evigan specifically. Right? Because you kept calling Greg Evigan Glenn. Yes. During the show. So I wrote a card that said Greg in big letters. It was when we, the days we were at Gilbert's Kitchen Table. And I slid it across the table. And he outed me. Instead of, instead of being surreptitious about it, he said, oh, yeah, Frank just told me your name. Now, you know this guy? Yeah. The now guy when, that's standing when I in the say wings? this, should I start it out with, hi, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert We didn't Gottfried. even introduce the no. show. No. You want to do an introduction? It's really too late for that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is uh, Gilbert and Frank's amazing, colossal anniversary show. Very good. <laughs> he got it in one take. Our first guest tonight is a regular on this podcast. And he's also a loyal listener who even helps us book the show. You know him from Mad About You, Spin City, Gotham, Argo, Pixar's Inside Out, and hundreds of other film and TV projects. The always. I've got so much fucking more than what you have on that card. The fuck is this? We tried to shorten them this time. <laughs> the shy and retiring Richard Kai. Why do I get a short introduction? <laughs> Why what? What are you trying to change things after 300 episodes? What do you mean? Oh, we didn't do the introduction. Give me, a, give me two and a half minutes. I was overwhelmed. Oh my God, this I was emotionally crazy. overwhelmed by the Actually, video. Actually, the last time I was here, uh, I, we, we, I stopped the introduction. Ha, has anybody ever been so much slower than you? It's <laughs> <laughs> awkward. It's a little okay. awkward. We're kind um, of in a hole. I, first of all, I, when you ask me to do this, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you go, oh, it's this uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that, uh, this... This is unbelievable. What are you going to do with three or four hundred? Can't top it. Oh my Can't God, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. However, I want to, I have, you know, I was once told, always prepare panel. Think that you are going to come with something. I have nothing. <laughs> but I did wear brown shoes. Oh, in honor of George Goebel. Thank you. I knew you would know it. 
Does everybody know it? No, you Because he said we're going to do this Carson style. Yeah. And it's the best line. Even Ed Ames with the tomahawk. This tomahawk, this is better. Does everybody know the quote? Okay, because I'm going to say it, because at least I'll be funny with one thing. Uh, George Goble was on the panel with Bob Hope, Sammy Davis Jr., and Dean Martin. I was on The Tonight Show, and Dean Martin kept flicking cigarettes onto George Goble. And George Goble said, do you ever feel like the world is a tuxedo and you're a pair of brown shoes? That's it. And that is simply the finest line of all time. It's great. It's the How many line. people actually remember George Goble? Lonesome George. Very good. And Alice. And, Alice. and his wife, Alice. Spooky old Alice. Sure. What kind of crowd, Rich? All right. What do you want to talk about? I got nothing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay, I will tell you this. The last time I was here, do you know what was on this stage? Karaoke strippers. <laughs> Women who shouldn't be on the beach in a bathing suit were up here singing and stripping. Yeah. So what's going through my mind right now? I got something for you. Go ahead. You once said, you can't book me. Don't book me. Don't try to schedule me. If somebody cancels, I'll show up. That's what I am. I'll yes. be your show's Tony Randall. I'll be Tony Randall, yes. That is... That's, that's what I wanted to be, and that is how boring my life is. Today, I'm not available. Today, what? February yeah. 26th, is the 100th birthday of Tony Randall. And, and he's expecting you, his fourth child. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and you didn't even say, I didn't even know that line was going to come. Leonard Rosenberg. Okay, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Okay. Uh, did you hear your Paul Reiser, your, your tribute on the Paul yeah, Reiser so show? Yeah, so let me tell you something. <laughs> so Paul Reiser is a guest on the show, and he's going, well, you know our good pal Rich Kind. And go, oh, yeah, oh, he's great, great. And he, um, if you listen to it, three <laughs> times he's going, yeah, but our good friend, and then of course he's got to sing my, pl you know, praise me and everything. I was so embarrassed listening to you. I will tell you the funniest thing. I, I, th th this it's is our show. your pa podcast, and this is the, the, you know, the, the sheep wrangler for him. But the episode you did with Artie Lang was the funniest episode I had to pull over when he was doing... You, you remember Coppola's quote about oh, what is it going to yes. be? God, you know, the Godfather meets Abner Costello meet the Godfather. And he's going, you're telling me that Pazzini killed Clemenza. Like that. And I pulled over to the road. And he's trying to have a show. <laughs> and he was the Margaret Dumont of this show. Now, other, he can always do it. But on that show, I... I I uh, honestly, and I, you know, I love you, I you and I know how great you are very handling uh, Problem Child 4, but <laughs> you're very sweet, but on that show, you were horrific. Thank you. You were, uh, it's, it's like these geniuses and you're going, yeah, but don't you like it when somebody said blah, 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 and, you're, and you're, they're just going off. I, I don't know. I don't After know. a while, you have to stop trying. I, you, you you right. It's, it's it like when. That's always a scary thing when me and Artie Lang get together. I know. There, there's never stuff that they can use. 
Right. Uh, to play to the public. <laughs> and he's always hilarious, and he's just like poking you. Come on, be funnier than me. Be fun-. And then yeah. you live yes. up to it, and you just become more, more bad taste than he can be. And it's like you go, come on, come on, do it, fucker. Come on, come on, do it. So I loved it. I just loved it. The, the average episode has about four or five edits. I've said this recently. The Artie Lang, recent Artie Lang episode had 39 edits. <laughs> what does that tell you? It tells you that you can get a lot of money for the unedited version. Yes. Is what you can do. Richard said backstage, yeah. I don't care what you have to do. I want to hear those. I want those. It. I want, the, I I want, want those things. edits. Frank, want Frank is there so I don't destroy my career on each episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a packed, it's a packed Aaron I made a long time ago. Uh, you want to tell the, the story? You want to repeat the story? We might as well go into the gutter real quick. Well, I'll tell you, that, can I tell the story about because you had him as your first guest? Yeah. If you remember, does anybody remember the, um, uh, with not Larry Storch, the uh, Professor Irwin Yeah, we Corey? just mentioned him, yeah. Yeah, do you yeah, remember Irwin the, the Irwin Corey story? Because it's one of my favorite stories, is um, Soupy Sales had died. And Soupy Sales had a great influence on me in my childhood. I'm who I am because of Soupy Sales. And he passed away. I had never met him. So I go to the Campbell funeral. I think it's the Campbell funeral on 77th or 76th and, uh, in Amsterdam. And I'm there and, you know, it's, it's soupy sales. And about 15 minutes in, uh, Erwin Corey comes walking down the aisle in the Colombo jacket with the baseball cap, the New York <laughs> cap. And he's half shaven and and Freddie Roman is doing his stuff up front. Freddie Roman. And, and he's going, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? How are you? And you'll know how long ago this was because he was a real red. I mean, he was, you know, one of the Upper West Side reds. And he pulls, sits he down and uh, Freddie Roman goes, we have a special guest here tonight. He knew Soupy well. I'm going to bring him up now. Professor Irwin Corey, and in a chapel, the place goes nuts. And he gets up here, and let's say Soupy Sales' wife was Stephanie. He goes, Soupy Sales would be alive today. And Stephanie, you know this. <laughs> Soupy Sales would be alive today if we had free medical coverage for every person. <laughs> And that was just the it was good. Everybody, Freddie Roman be being not as funny as Irwin Corey. That that it's the funeral. It's that it's Irwin Corey. And I did a play on Broadway with Irwin Corey, who kept telling me that his daughter was killed out on Long Island by her husband. And he he was nuts. Oh, he that's was like that's something Gilbert would usually add to an episode. <laughs> <laughs> just stop it in its so tracks. Anyway, anyway, that's my Irwin Corey. It didn't work out with Irwin. Do you want to tell uh, either the uh, Island of Dr. Moreau story or do you want to tell the Forrest Tucker golf story? Two, two greatest hits from your first episode. Was it really? That's I told that to her? Yeah. Well, what do I, what do I, I mean, Forrest Tucker, uh, uh, okay, take it easy, cock. All you want is cock. It's all you want on this show, huh? That's all you tune in for. All right. Along with Van Johnson and Walter Pidgeon, uh, 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 Forrest Tucker was well known uh, to be well hung. Sergeant O'Rourke on F Troop, just to refresh everybody. Really? You have to say that? Yes. For some of the people in the house. Uh, you, I guess so. Yeah. I guess, they're going to hate my song. In 2020. Those people are going to hate my song. You let down Uncle Milty. 
Well, he, that's cliched. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cliche. <laughs> Wait, somebody else I was talking to, or maybe it was on your show, somebody I was talking to knew Milton Brawl. Okay, anyway, so um, uh, um, Forrest Tucker. Tucker, one of the caddies at Lakeside used to be friends with Forrest Tucker's kid. And he remembers being over at their house. Forrest Tucker's lying on the chaise lounge in shorts reading the paper. So he's, he's got a paper. <laughs> and, the, and this caddy's mother comes to pick him up. Forrest Tucker, being a gentleman, stands up. And he's got a paper in his hand. But he knows that below his shorts is this much cock. <laughs> Easily hidden by the LA Times. <laughs> Easily. And he takes the paper and throws it on the chase lounge, says, nice to see you. And I think that's fantastic. And then the other one is the golf story yeah. where uh, the big gamblers at, uh, at Lakeside and he had a, a bet and he was gambling and he was, fair, he was within the uh, putter length, you know, or the, for the, um, called, called the, uh, the handle of the club, the shaft length of the club, which I guess is pretty obvious. Uh, and he's got a gimme putt and somebody tells him, you got to make it. And he goes, are you kidding? You're making me, you're, you're going to make me make this putt? The guy goes, yeah, there was money on the line. He goes, I can make this thing with my cock. And he took out his cock and made the putt. <laughs> Forrest Tucker, ladies and ladies gentlemen. gentlemen. Forrest Tucker. May he rest in peace. That's, that's, that story sums up this podcast. Yes, that's why I had to bring no, it no, back. No, no, no. What, what it was, why did we do the one with Rupert Holmes when uh, Who's He What's came out with Brando and oh, Drew uh, Richard Friedman. Pryor? Yeah, Drew Fried- uh, Oh, yeah. No, oh, no, no, oh, no, no. It was uh, Quincy Jones. Quincy oh, Jones yeah. came yeah. out with the story. Yeah. That sums up your podcast. Because yeah. that's <laughs> many, many people who have changed the world of entertainment. Yes. And yes. fucking. We- okay. <laughs> we understand you've, you've prepared a musical number, Richard. So in other words, I'm through. <laughs> I, uh, I did. I did. Now, and I want to tell you, I was going to do a song. Actually, it was a, uh, a medley of two songs by who is the guest who you really, really, really want the most on this show? Burt Bacharach. One of really? them. Really? Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. So I figured yeah. I would sing a song by Mel Brooks just to rub it in your faces. Okay. Right. But I didn't. It was called Hope for the Best, Expect the Worst. Yeah. But I didn't. Uh, because last night, and Seth Saltzman, who was brilliant and uh, behind you, uh, it, truly, truly brilliant and deserves the applause that you're about to start. And yet, oh, his sister starts it, but he really is brilliant. Uh, I sent him this music. I said, I've completely forgot about this. And then I find out that half of you are fans of the show, so you'll love it. And half of you... Get out your phones and your pencils and a piece of paper and write down all the things you're not going to understand. Okay? So, um, yeah, let's put, put it there so that my ass can be right in front of Frank's face. Okay? I don't mind. All righty. Uh, hold on. Is that good, you think? Okay, I'll put this here. Well, then, hold on, you take this. Yep. Uh, and let me see if this is in order. Richard, I, Richard changed the song at 11 o'clock last night. I did. Called Seth. Okay, and uh, this is a show that I did, and yet, of course, did I memorize it for this show? Because I've done it like three or four, five, six years ago. Not a prayer. <laughs> uh, 
I have too much respect for you people to have worked on this. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Yes, this is the fantasy of the famous dramatic actor, Mr. Gilbert Gottfried. No, no, this is his butler, Santo Padre. May I ask who's calling, please? Oh, Miss Garbo. Oh, I heard that Nanotchka opened just a week ago, and Mr. Melvin Douglas is charming. Yes, what can I do for you, Miss Garbo? Pardon? What? Oh, so hold on, I fucked up. So I'm going to take it back. Yes, Miss Garbo, what can I help you with? No, I'm sorry. Mr. Godfrey cannot come to the phone right now. Pardon? What? Of course I can tell you why not. He's screwing Dolores Del Rio. That's why he cannot speak to you. He's screwing Dolores Del Rio and may not be disturbed till he's through. No, he can't call you back at 5.30. At 5.30, he humps Alice Faye. Then Gene Harlow at 7, May West at 11, and somewhere between them, Faye Ray. No, tomorrow, I fear, is no better. He'll be banging Gene Arthur at 10. Carol Lombard at one, Myrna Loy, Irene Dunn, half an hour for dinner. And then he's booked solid to midnight, at which time it's Dolores Del Rio again. Yes, I could set you up an appointment, but the waiting list's endless, I fear. Ruby Keeler's been waiting six months now, Betty Davis for over a year. No, next Friday is out of the question. Cancellations are simply unknown. There's Miss Dietrich, and then it is time for Miss Bennett. No Constance. On Tuesdays it's June. No, next Wednesday you haven't a hope, Miss. He stopped Sylvia Sidney at four. Then May Murray may clock. And then after it's dark with Lamour and Lamar, it's Amor. And then just as usual, just as a nightcap, 
It's the Lord Estel Rio Encore. Yes, there might be an opening in April. If you promise you won't take too long, you'll go right after Madeline Carroll. And just before Anna May Wong. Oh no, wait, that's not any good either. I've forgotten I've penciled in dates. There's Joan Crawford, and then he must meet Sonia Henny. They're going to try it on skates. Please, it's no use your weeping. Miss Garbo, and it's no use you're taking that tone. You can rave, you can rant, Mr. Godfrey just can't, simply can't come and talk on the phone. He's screwing Dolores Del Rio, and he wants to be, well, you know. Alone. Yay. And you can have any room. So I said, you know what? I'd love to stay. I have to go. No, I <laughs> Can I tell you a really, really quick story about that? Because I, uh, that's from a show written by Stan Daniels, who would have been phenomenal. Oh, we love Stan Daniels. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. And uh, he wrote that. He wrote the music and the lyrics. Let me tell you the, the, the story. It's from a show called Enter Laughing. Okay. Carl Reiner wrote a book called Enter Laughing. The lead character was not Carl Reiner. He named it David Kollowitz because his mother was unable to read and he didn't want to fictionalize her, or he didn't want to uh, do it in realistically because she couldn't read, so he changed the name. He wrote the book, pretty good book. He's working on a show of shows. Joe Stein says to him, this would make a great play. Carl Reiner says, you're out of your mind. Joe Stein says, I'll bet you 100 bucks, and he wrote the play. Enter laughing. You know who starred in it? Very good. Very good. Alan Arkin's Very first hit. Good. Alan Arkin got it. Did not do the movie, by the way. Thank you, Who Jackie. did the movie? Rennie Santoni. There you go. Rennie Santoni. I knew somebody in this order. Okay. Anyway, he does, he does the play. They make the movie. And then Stan Daniels wants to do the musical. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They want to do a musical of it. They want Frank Lesser to write the music and lyrics. Frank Lesser says, I can't do it. I know a great kid he was mentoring. It was Stan Daniels who always wanted to do wow. a musical. He writes it. It's a fantastic, it's truly fantastic. However, it's about a 19-year-old kid who's going to lose his virginity. 
they hired the big musical star of the moment, Bobby Morse, who had just done How to Succeed. He's 30 years old, and it became sort of creepy that he did it. It was called Goodbye 129th Street or Goodbye 147th, whatever it is. It closed after 10 performances. Stan Daniels never wrote another musical. Wow. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. But first, a word from our sponsor. What do you think? Our next guest. (laughs) (laughs) You can cut that, cancer. You can cut all of our stuff, right? Okay. All right. It's a best-selling author, TV and radio host, and one of the most popular stage and screen actresses of the last 40 years. She also has the largest brain of our our 300 plus podcast guests, the beautiful and talented Mary Lou Henner. Thank you. And just to commemorate, wait, no, 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 to commemorate the 300th episode, I'm going to do something that we did every single episode of Taxi. We all lined up. We did this to one another before we shot the show, and this is what we did. Give me a hug. Good show, good show, good show. (laughs) You're not getting out. Good show, good show, good show. Richard? Remember, we did this, too. Good show, good show, good show. Good show, good show. It's already a good show. (laughs) It's true. It's absolutely true, all of us. As soon as we see each other, that's what we do. Good show, good show, good show. Okay, first of all, I worked with Richard. In 2002, we did The Tale of the Elegist's Wife. We had a blast. So I knew how long he was going to take up here. (laughs) (laughs) She, She warned me. I ordered food. I went to the bathroom. <laughs> I talked to my son, Joey, who's here with his improv guys. Hey, so, Joey. Joey. Joey Lieberman. There he is, my kid. Um, yeah, so, and I know Richard, but I'll tell you something about Richard. He is the world's greatest charades player because my family this. is vicious. When we play charades, we even put someone in the hospital. This, we did. No, Christmas Day. I'm not kidding you. Christmas Day, we ended up in the emergency room because it was boys against the girls, and one sister was like this, 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 and another sister's boyfriend's face. He grabbed her hand, twisted it back. Her husband jumped on him, and the two of them started fighting, and people were still guessing. They're raging bull, you know, things like that. No, seriously. And we ended up in the emergency room in Chicago. So, yeah, that's my family. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, I... I when, whenever, birthday. <laughs> whenever you're going to be a guest on the show, yes. I always called my old friend Larry oh, David. Oh, did you call him again? Yes. Oh, and what, you know, he sucks because he never called me to say, hey. Yeah, because I had him listen you the did? last oh, time. Okay. And, and, you... and you said, you said you would have fucked him, <laughs> uh, but the timing was wrong. It was why do I get another chance? I am married. And, and, and basically, uh, his answer was, oh, yeah, yeah, the timing. The timing was off. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, she, yeah, she would have really done that. I know. 
yeah. timing. The one that got away. Everybody has that person in their life. And, and it was Larry. But you have an obsession with Jews, right? Yes, I'm a Jew groupie. I, <laughs> no, this is how I explained it. I grew up in Catholic school. We lived right next door to Catholic, a Catholic church. We had backstage passes to Catholicism because my mother ran a dancing school in our backyard. The nuns came over for stretch classes. My uncle taught uh, art at the Catholic grammar school next door. My mother, my father and mother, uh, my mother took them to bra shopping at Vassaret, you know, and so, and my father used to drive them on the weekends. So I grew up a good Catholic school girl and we had these prayer books, these missiles, and we always looked at the apostles' pictures, the holy cards. Any other Catholics here? You know what I'm talking about. So we became obsessed with these long-haired bearded Jewish guys. That's why I'm a Jew groupie from way back. So if, if you're still into Jews... <laughs> well, my, my I, current husband, third and final, is a Mormon. I, I'm not exactly Father O'Malley. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> do, do you Got know it. that as a joke today, I was going to come up here with ashes on my forehead? And I said, oh, I, 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 I love that. <laughs> I don't need to. Talk. I would have loved it's that. It's a podcast. They, I know nobody it. can see it. Do you, yeah. do you want? We'll, we'll ask you a couple of questions, sure. and we want to plug your one-woman show. Mary, oh, Mary Lou's going to be performing next week. Next, okay. Next, next Wednesday, March fourth. I'm performing at fifty-four below, seven o'clock. I'm so excited. I'm doing all these numbers, telling stories, showing movies from different little videos and stuff. Tony Damsel will be there, but don't tell anybody. And so I'm doing this, and I chose that day. Because it's March 4th, and it's the only imperative command in the entire calendar. That's March correct. March 4th. Can, and I figured that will help people remember. Can, can I test you sure. right now? Uh-oh. August 20th, 1981. August 20th, 1981 was yes. a Thursday. And do, you, do you remember what you were doing? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you know what I was doing? I had just come home from shooting the movie Dream House with John Schneider, and uh, I was on the cover of, um, uh, like, an earlier... I, I was on the cover of The uh, Inquirer, and they cut John Travolta's picture out because I had dated him, and we were on the cover of Us magazine. They cut his picture out, put John Schneider's in, put hearts and flowers around it, and quoted us from the movie. And my husband at the time, my first ex-husband... Frederick Forrest, he flipped out. He flipped out. This yeah. is a true story. You know she was married to Frederick Forrest? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah Richard, you know, we... See, this is one. a date I just pulled out of my ass. <laughs> this is... I knew nothing about any of this. Oh, well, whatever. Because this... What is the... This thing you have called? It's called Highly Superior Autobiographical Memory, or HSAM. Highly superior autobiographical memory. So you remember every single date of your life? Pretty much, yeah. Some, some days take a little bit longer to come up than others, but they all come up eventually. Gilbert has Especially the exact the opposite. I know, I know. <laughs> I did the show with you guys. You know what's incredible about these guys? They do their homework, don't you think? They do their homework. So all of you guys who are real fans of the show, I mean, it's amazing how much homework they do. And I did it. I did it in Los Angeles, so I was like looking at mirrors, and you still feel like you're part of, you know, the team. And wait, wait, I just have to say something. I went to school in Chicago, Madonna High School, and where I would get on the bus, for some reason there was this old-time bar, and you know who was always performing there? 
Forrest Tucker. I haven't heard. It's come full circle. I haven't heard that name since I was like getting on a bus to go to Madonna High School and there was Forrest Tucker. Did you know he was famously endowed? <laughs> Forrest Tucker? Good Catholic school. I mean by not the church. No, I know. I heard that. 1992. <laughs> February 12th. How are you going to know? How are you going to verify? Oh, God, stop. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Do you, it's my brain. Do you want to tell... You guys were in the tail of the allergist wife yes, together we on were. Broadway. Do you yes, wanna, we were. Now, you, want, you started... We were in the green room and you said you were... You could tell that story. Okay. And he said, he well, said he, you no, told it. All right, here, we're going to have a, a debate right here, okay? Okay, but, but I, here's what one of the things about this show is I'll be listening to the show and they'll give a quote or they'll say such and such. And how many people want to go, no, it's not that person, it's this person. We get a and lot you of get, And you get angry. And then sometimes I get quoted and it's, I didn't say that. Or you tell a story or a story that I told you and you don't give me credit for. Sorry about Never that. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> all right, so Richard's got issues with all of us. This is really okay. interesting. No, 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 go, right, go, go, so, go ahead. Okay. Tell the story and I will tell you how, what, what happened. Well, I'll tell you, he, he can tell you his side. All I'm telling you is what happened from my end of things. So we're in the show together. My character doesn't show up till the, till the first act, second scene. But the first scene, the entrance is Richard. There's a little bit of a scene between uh, the character that Rhea Perlman played and she and the guy who plays the doorman. The two of them are having a little scene and then all of a sudden Richard, his character comes in from a jog, okay? So now I'm in my dressing room and all of a sudden I hear Richard's cue and nothing. And all of a sudden they're ad-libbing and it's like they're still talking about the chandelier and the furniture and all this other stuff and I nothing and all of a sudden this is what I hear coming down the stairs banging banging this kind of stuff and all of a sudden we hear on stage should I give him the punchline or you want to tell him from your point of view and then we'll do the punchline or shall I say what happened? Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. well, I, I, can I describe what had happened? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. I, I know how to lead someone up. It was a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> the matinee was over. I take a nap. And I turn down the loudspeaker. I'm on the third floor. I turn it down because I don't want to be disturbed. But then I don't turn it up that day. So I never got places. I never got half hour. I never got places. I never got five minutes. And I was sitting there with my phone. And I'm just playing games. And I would thank God I was in costume. I had woken up ages ago. And I just never turned a thing up. And I hear, Richard, Richard. And I come running down. And I grab. I, was, I had a fanny pack and a newspaper and coffee and a donut and headphones. And I just grab everything off the prop table. I may have got other people's props. <laughs> grabbed it. And I walked in like this. They were on stage for a minute and a half. Which is forever. With no dialogue. Right. And the guy playing the doorman goes, he was Indian, shouldn't your husband be home by now? (laughs) Shouldn't your husband be home by now? And I grab everything and I just kick the door open. I go, I was almost mugged. I think you said, can you believe it? I was almost almost mugged. And they were so furious. The amazing thing is, this is a minute and a half of silence and not Charles Bush's words. Yes. I had a very savvy friend in the audience, Caroline Ray. Mm -hmm. She was in the audience watching it. And yes, she deserves applause and should be on the show. But Caroline Ray was out in the audience and had no idea that anything, anything was wrong. Was wrong. Yeah. 
so audiences can truly be tricked. Yeah. <laughs> We've been doing it for six years. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yes. We did. We decided to do this Carson style. Yeah, this is fun. You oh. were you were on the Tonight Show twenty three times. Impressive twenty three times yeah. with Johnny. Johnny, various, uh, yeah, I was Jay. on with Johnny six times with Jay a million times. David Letterman, I did it with Bill Cosby. Uh, that's another right. whole podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I did it with uh, George Carlin, with uh, you know all of them. Gary Shandling. What, what would Cosby sound like interviewing uh, oh, Mary Lou? We, he did not like me. Well, he did well, not like Well, you other. look oh. really like you're thirsty. <laughs> I know uh, Mary Lou has a really dry throat. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to drink something, then you don't have to... You know, we don't have to interview. You just have a sip of this. <laughs> Sorry. And then you go back to my hotel room and... Hey, it's a cowsy now. Sorry, I saw a moment. Oh no, go for it. Go for it. What, what, what was John, we haven't we haven't had a lot of guests on the show that have oh, re- that we revealed Johnny? what Johnny was like. Well, and we, what was interesting? Gilbert is, never met him. And, okay, the first time I was on, it had been the day after. It had been the day after uh, Sally Field had gone on, and she was dating Burt Reynolds at the time, my love, and she did this whole thing with whipped cream, and he was so freaked out, and uh, I, they told me the next night, and I was on, and they said, they said to me, don't, do, don't pull any tricks, just be, you know, the panel, just sit there, don't, you know, don't do anything. Now, I, I'm on The Tonight Show for the first time. It was my second season of Taxi. And so, like, well, it was the, the end of my first season of Taxi. And all of a sudden, I walk out. I've got a silk blouse on. He looks at me and he goes, oh, it's cold backstage, huh? Oh, no. So I was like this. I, yeah, I guess so. You know, and I, I mean, we, we had no chemistry. But they thought something was wrong with Johnny that night. He didn't give me a chance, blah, blah, blah. So they had me back two months later with George Carlin. I had a great time. So then they started bringing me on all the time. So they asked me to do with Johnny again, and I said, oh, I was just on two months ago with Jay. And they said, no, 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 we want you to go on. You guys, you know, we, we know it's going to be great. Um, and Bob Hope's on, and you're just going to come on. Brian Regan, if, they, if he gets a chance, he's going to be on. He's a famous comedian. Yep. And if you guys come on, you know, you'll, you'll like do a little fast segment and stuff. What happens is Bob Hope is at Universal, and there is a bomb scare. So now Brian Regan and I, we, we are the show. I'm on for three segments, which is unheard of. And at that time, I was trying to get pregnant. So I talked about sex after marriage and how my husband and I at the time, my second husband, I'm on my third and final. We we were keeping a chart and I was, you know, talking to my gynecologist about what's normal, blah, 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 and everything else. So I said, yeah, so 16 times in February, a short month. That's pretty good, I guess. And he's like, oh, 16 times. You know, he did like a whole Johnny thing. So it was so great. And then I just started, then they had me come on like all the time. Brian got two segments too. It was like a free-for-all. But so then I started doing it a lot. Did you ever get to know him a little, on a, a little bit? Did you ever get He was very you, nice, you, but, you know, You have Letterman. a lot of insight into you. I, mean, I love Letterman. He yeah, was Letterman the best. was my, By, yeah, the, my favorite the best. too. And I know Jay, I love Jay too, but Letterman, there's nobody like Letterman. I did his show a lot. Yeah. 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 14, yeah. I agree. Incredible. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, that, what, it's how a... great that we get to like know each other and get up here and do things and keep going. And, and you know, you and I, are, we, don't, we didn't really know each other, but we both had Celebrity Apprentice in common. So we had a lot of memories from that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Yeah. 
was crazy. I did it twice. I did it twice, but we, he and I didn't do it at the same time. No. Miss yeah. Henner. Yes. We hear you have a number for us. Oh, yes. Let me go up and do it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. I'm doing this number on Wednesday, next Wednesday, March 4th. And uh, this is the first time I'm singing it for a group of people, so I'm really excited. You're my, this is my virgin tour of this song. Okay, so, um, so I said, told you that I have this unusual memory. Now, most people remember 8 to 11 events within any given year, but I remember virtually every day of my life. And this thing is called HSAM, Highly Superior Autobiographical Memory, HSAM. And it's been a real blessing my entire life. So, uh, so yeah, no, really. I can tell you the day of the week and what I was doing on any given day. I can recall every tryst on my list, especially the foreplay. I remember the fall of the big Berlin Wall and what I was eating for lunch. Saddam underground, Kofax on the mound, Muhammad Ali's jungle punch. Cause I have H Sam. Capital H S A M. I'll say it again. I can describe every present for Christmas and birthday since I was five. I recall every classical sketch on Saturday Night Live. Monica's blue dress, Fisher's basket in chess, and all of my teachers in school. MLK's dream coma, niche on the beat, and those four boys from Liverpool. Cause I am HCM. I'll say it again. I've been featured on 60 Minutes many times with my friend Leslie Stahl. After hundreds of tests, they determined my memories certifiably oddball. Nine different spots on my brain, ten times larger than the average Joe. I never forget, recalling no sweat. Don't need no ginkgo, my lobo, cause I have HCM. say it again people ask is this blessing or curse if my big brain will let me be if you want the truth go ask my husband cuz I'm a number three cuz I have HSAM capital H-S-A-M I'll say it again cuz I have HSAM How do you remember those lyrics? Because uh, uh, I have H Sam, you know. <laughs> so. Oh, that was fun. Thank you. I want to say, where's my mic? Okay, there I'm sitting on it. That's okay. No, wanna, that was fun. I want to say, Mary Lou, 
all the people we've had on the show, or we're going to have on the show tonight, have done the show multiple times. Mary Lou's Sorry. been on with us once. But when she found out about this, she was very, she called me after the show that we did. And when I told her about this, she said, okay, book me. I have to be a I part of I said, I this. have to be here. It's the week before my show. I said, plus, thank you. I said, so, plus, what is it, a sausage party? This is ridiculous. <laughs> you need some girls up here. We're so glad that you, that you came. Thank and, you. And that you did this. Ah, uh, you got to love Mary Lou for classing up the joint. So that's part one of our sixth anniversary show from the cutting room. Uh, we will post uh, episode two next week, uh, which is full of goodies, full of surprises, live tributes by uh, GGACP guests who are in the house, Susie Essman and Jeff Ross. Uh, for two, we'll, uh, we'll let you find out who the other people were. Plus a live uh, a surprise, a walk-on walk-in by a, a very famous legend, a legendary Tony winner. We were not expecting that person to show up at all. That was a surprise to us, too. Plus, Mario and uh, Richard finally debate the merits of the Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol. I know some people were waiting for that. So, lots of good stuff next week. And uh, also, uh, visit us on Patreon. We love to see you people on Patreon, so support us. We're going to put some some good stuff from this episode up on Patreon, and also uh, new episodes coming. So, see you soon.